How many just feel the love of God this morning? Amen. Come on, that's our heart. And our desire is that you come to the church and you don't feel, uh, you know, get a lot of things from us, but you really feel God's love and, and His presence this morning. Amen. And uh, how many are just excited about what the Lord is doing in your family? Have everybody seen miracles going on in your home, in your heart? Amen. Isn't that amazing? God, amen, loves us so much. He's moving in our, our families and our homes in such an incredible, incredible way. Amen. So if God before us, who can be against us? Amen. And uh, I love that scripture. Amen. Amen. It really became a reality recently that what the Lord is doing and how the Lord is moving uh, and what the Lord wants to do. Every one of us here are called in the ministry of Jesus. Amen. Every one of us here, God's got something unique for you to do. And I'm not, I know people talk about these heavenly assignments. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just walking in the mission of Jesus. Amen. There's so many needs in this valley and this area. Uh, that the Lord, one person can't do it all, one church can't do it all, amen, that's why he's raised you up, that's why he saved you, that's why he's called you, amen, how many believe that, amen, that God's got his hand on your life, amen, and so we want to walk in what God has for us, and so I believe I'm looking at a bunch of people that really just want to do God's work, and want to spread the gospel, and they want to see the kingdom of God, amen, amen, brought here on the earth, amen. Uh, some people are anxious about going to heaven. I don't know, but I want to see heaven come to earth. Amen. I, I believe we need a little bit of that in Williamsport. Amen? Amen. amen. I, I also believe this morning that God, amen, comforts the disturbed, but he also disturbs the comfortable. Come on, amen. And he's going to do that in your life, and he's going to disturb you a little bit. Amen. You're going to walk in the store, and you're going to see somebody that has a need. He's going to work in you a little bit and speak to you, and he's going to disturb your comfortability, amen, to, amen, to meet a need. Amen. How many believe that? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God tells the church and the, world, or the people in the world or the lost people of the world, amen, come to church. Amen, and, and find God. But you know what he tells the church? Go to the world, amen. Go out to the lost, amen. He never says amen to people, hey, just stay in a, a little fort and a little, uh, you know, a little cubicle, and uh, eventually people will find their way into, that, into the church. But you know what he says? He says, we got to go, amen. How many believe that? Amen, amen. I love that about the Lord. Two-thirds of God's name is go. How many know that? Amen, his name is go. I mean, that's frontwards. Backwards, two-thirds of his name is do. So, amen, he's called us to go and do this morning. I'm excited about that. Amen, what the Lord does. So if you're, amen, praying about what to do and what the Lord has in your life, just say, Lord, first of all, make me uncomfortable with my comfort. Amen. And then cause me to just move on what I see. Amen. And the needs around me. Amen. I mean, believe that. Amen. So God is so good this morning. I actually um, came home late last night from a trip. And change my message. So, amen, this morning. So, actually, the Lord changed it. So, bear with me this morning. Um, but I want to just kind of talk along, along the lines of really God's love for us and his provision, but also uh, going along this idea of encounter with the Lord. Amen. Yes, it's Baptism Sunday. I'm excited about that. And uh, one of the things is uh, uh, last uh, Sunday when, we, when I walked in the church, there's only three people getting baptized. By the end of church, there's 11 people getting baptized. So today we're going to see 11 people, amen, come up out of the water, brand new in Jesus, brand new in Christ, amen, living that new life, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand this morning? Isn't that awesome? Amen. All right, where, where are you? If you'll slip your hand up, where's the 11? Any, come on, let me see your hand. Maybe some of them down, 11, 11. All right, we see. Now, let me just say this. That only a couple of them or a few of them are adults. The rest are kids. Isn't that awesome? Amen. How many of that? That's awesome. Amen. 
and uh, excited about kids making that decision, that conscious decision about Jesus Christ. I believe in Jesus, that he came and died for me, and I want to receive Jesus. And I, amen, want to be baptized in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. Amen. Uh, one time I, I asked uh, a great evangelist uh, in South Africa, I asked him this question. He had been an evangelist all over the world and had a 10,000 seat tent. I mean, this guy was all over and preaching the gospel and saw miracles all his ministry. And I, I asked him one time, I said, what's the greatest miracle you ever saw? Right? I'm thinking, raised from the dead and I mean, hospital bed empty and, you know, and he said, the greatest miracle I've ever seen is one person coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of that's still the greatest example, uh, miracle, amen? That's still the greatest miracle, amen? And that's why the Bible says that when, amen, if uh, one sheep leaves the 99, the shepherd goes after him and he comes back with that sheep in his arms, amen? The Bible says that all heaven rejoices over one soul, amen? And so we're excited about that today and what the Lord's doing in our midst and our lives. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to share a little bit and then we're going to baptize some folks. We're going to do it a little bit different. Uh, well, actually, we're going to do it traditionally, but <laughs> different than what we thought we were going to do it. So we were going to initially do it here on the stage and part of our service, and we're going to do that next time. Um, but after, it'll just be after ch church. So if you are family, I see family and, and friends here uh, going to be participate in that or join in on that, and uh, we welcome you after church. And uh, so uh, it's good to have you here, by the way. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Amen. Now, a couple weeks ago, we had kind of... Um, took out a little piece of this, um, really this whole sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6, uh, 5, 6, and 7. And uh, I want to read something today. And I really just want to um, kind of communicate today, the, the, really the love of God and the encounter that we have with the Lord is about the love of God for us and his provision and what he wants to do. Amen. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about that God wants to answer. He wants to help. He wants to reach out to us. He's waiting for us to call out to him. And uh, I believe that today that you're, you're more valuable to God than what you think you are. Amen. I believe that our value to God is so great that if we could see it, it'll change your life forever. If you could actually understand how much God loves us, amen, and has paid the price for our sin and been, been the sacrifice that we needed that man could not get, amen, it would change your life forever, amen. And if we could see just for a moment today, amen, how much the Lord values us and cares for us, Amen. You say, well, Brother Matt, that sounds basic. It sounds so simple. And yeah, it's the greatest revelation any soul could ever have. Amen. Amen. It's, it's so simple, but it's so great. And so this morning, I want to just read a little bit. I want to talk to you today about more than a sparrow. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Jesus was preaching and he was talking about the things that we need. He was talking about material things and talking about money and some other things. And is our priorities and our focus in our life with money and material things. And he just begins to preach about this. And towards the end of the, that, that particular part of the sermon, he, he says this. He says, so my counsel is this. Don't worry about the things in the, in, that you need, food, drink, clothes, for you already have life and a body. For they are more important than what you eat and wear. He said, look at the birds. They don't worry about what to eat. They don't need to sow or reap for food or store up food. Your heavenly Father feeds them, and you are far more valuable to him than they are. 
And then in verse 33, he said, so this is why he's saying, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added to you. They won't be created in your life. They'll be added to your life. Amen. And so he's talking about don't try to add worldly things to your life and be so caught up with and being concerned with those things. Be caught up and concerned with the kingdom of God, and then all the things that you need in life will be added to you. And then in Matthew chapter 10, a little while later, he's preaching again, and he says this in verse 29. He said, he asked the question, he said, what is the price of two sparrows? And they said, well, one of them, just one sparrow is worth two cents or one penny. So two of them you get for a penny or less than a penny. So two of them are for a penny, right? So that they're just cheap birds and, and everybody's, okay, why are you talking about that? And then he says, but not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Verse 30, and the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid, for you are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Think about it. He said this, it, 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 just think about a sparrow. Well, how much is a sparrow? You can go to the store at that time, you can buy a sparrow. Why anybody would want to buy one of those little things, I don't know. Uh, maybe just to annoy their neighbor and just, I don't know, whatever they wanted to do, but you couldn't get real a meal out of it. But he said you could buy a, two sparrows for a penny. I mean, how many know that's pretty cheap, right? And even back in that day, it was cheap. And Jesus was bringing that point, uh, really that out to bring a point. And he said, yet God does not forget a single one of them. But yet God never overlooks a single sparrow. Think about it. And he said, you're more valuable than those. If, if, and then he talks about in Matthew 6, he's talking about if God can, can take care of uh, birds, if God can take care of flowers, if God can take care of the grass, he certainly can take care of you. If God takes so much time and so much detail in growing grass and providing for uh, you know, flowers, my goodness, then what can he do for you? Then what, how does he feel about you? I mean, if he sees a sparrow and he knows that when one of them falls and dies, think about it. Amen. He knows that. Well, how much more concerned is he about your life? Amen. So this is what he says, that we're more than a sparrow. We're more valuable than a sparrow. Uh, scientists tell us that there's around 9,700 species of birds, 9,000, over 9,000, almost 10,000 species of birds. There's about 300 billion birds in the earth. And I think most of them live around here, right? They're obnoxious, they're crazy, whatever. Or at the beach, when you go to the beach, right? They live right there. And, and so just think about that for a moment. Three billion birds. And the Lord takes care of every single one of them. He hones in on sparrows. The Bible references sparrows as the second most bird that's talked about in the Bible, actually. Doves, number one. Sparrows, number two. And one of the things you see is the need for a sparrow. So Jesus brings us out, the needs for flowers, grass, and sparrows. And I just want to take a moment and just give you a picture of this because this is what Jesus is trying to do. Okay, how much is, how much is two sparrows? So, well, they're just a penny. All right, so he's trying to give a perspective of how much God loves us and he provides for us. So I want to do that. So if you look at sparrows, right? So there's uh, 9,700 uh, uh, species of birds. But it, sparrows, there's 80 
uh, species of birds. The 35 uh, species live in North America, and uh, so you, and they're only like uh, like an ounce. They only weigh an ounce. They're only like this big. They're like maybe four and a half inches tall. They weigh an ounce, but they eat up to 30 to 35 percent of their body weight, right, uh, a day. So that's around two pounds of uh, bugs, seeds, whatever it is, a day. They need that. They need two pounds a day. Those little obnoxious little brown things that sometimes you go out and you look in the front of your car and you see them there on the grill and they're not smiling anymore. But, um, you know, those things. So those little birds, all those little sparrows, they need two pounds a day. And so if you think about it, um, how, how much food they need and how much uh, God really takes care of them is, uh, I mean, just think about it. That's like you and I eating 60 pounds of food a day. That's how much, you know, think about it. If we needed that much to survive, I mean, that's, that's, that's the equivalent of what they do. And so if that's the, the case, one, and one sparrow really eats around uh, over 700 pounds a year. So if there's hundreds of thousands of sparrows alone, then that's millions and millions of pounds every year that they eat. Think about it. That's just sparrows. That's only 80 species out of 9,700 species. And, and so Jesus hones in on these little obnoxious, un, uh, un, you know, unnecessary, un, unnoticed birds. And, and everybody's like, really? You, you know, I mean, I thought you'd talk about parrots and, and eagles and all this stuff, but he, 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 phone, he hones on, on these little sparrows. And, 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 then, he, and then he begins to t- teach a little bit. And he says, so if one little bird needs 730 pounds of food every year, and God makes sure that he gets that two pounds every day, 365, and he lives for five years, and God takes care of him, how much more will your heavenly father take care of you? And some of you need to come to that place of you're just so confident and trusting in the Lord that you're not stressing out about some stuff. This is what Jesus is saying. You can't, I mean, some of us are just losing sleep over what we need, what we want to buy, what we need to pay for, uh, all these things we owe. Come on. And Jesus said, don't do that. You can't even worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself. You're not there. You're today. So today, seek first the kingdom and then all these other things will be added unto you. And then he gives in this thing of how much God loves you. And he's trying to give people this picture that uh, he's trying to show them that your heavenly father is going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you because he loves you. And then he goes into this little insignificant bird, amen, as a sparrow. And he says, you're more than that. You're more than that. If, if the Lord takes us so much time in, and he uses the, the definition or the description of a, a lily, you know, one of the, a, a flower. Think of all the millions of, of, of species of flowers that he says, if the Lord can, can make that beautiful, if the Lord can take care of that, how much more is the Lord going to take care of you? Amen. How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, thank God take, he's taking care of me. Amen. God's taking care of me. But this is, this is part of this encounter with the Lord is that we come to the uh, understanding that, yes, the Lord uh, seeks after us. He loves us. He has a plan for our lives. We need to seek him every day. But we've got to come to the place that he is our source, that the Lord is the one that opens his hand and satisfies the desire of every li- living thing, that the Lord is the one that gives us life and breath. Amen. We aren't the ones that are making it happen. He's the one that has to make it happen. Everything, every one of these things that Jesus talked about, he talked about the birds and the flowers and the grass. Every one of those are so dependent on God. They cannot of themselves take care of themselves. 
And so he's saying, just like that, that's how we need to be. Amen. Just like a bird that depends on his creator to take care of him, so you need to be the one that depends on your creator to take care of you. Amen. To look out for you, to provide for you. And so we see this, this, this uh, God's love in provision. Jesus is talking about this, and he's saying, amen, that God has such a great love for his creation, doesn't he? God has such a, a detailed knowledge. All right. So we know that there's about three billion birds, right? That's how many know. And we can also say from one pair of sparrows comes about 50 other sparrows every year, right? Mom, dad get together, boom, there's 50 kids, right? And, and they just keep growing and growing and growing, right? So we know that. And we know that out of all these animals, amen, that, that, God, that God takes care of them or all these species, that God takes care of them. And, and all the details that God takes care of. So we could say, hey, we know how many sparrows are in America. We, we can give an estimate. But how many know how many sparrows die every day? How many know how many sparrows are, are on the roadside? You see them on the sidewalk or in the street and they die. The Bible says the Lord knows every single one of them. Every single one of them, right? And your hair on your head are numbered. Some of you have so much hair, we can't number. It's like crazy. Does anybody know how many hairs on your head you have? No way. But God knows every one. And he knows when they fall out. And you're crying about it. He's not worried about it. And some of you have got that five little piece comb over you're still trying to protect. But God knows every single hair on your head. Amen. Right? Think about how detailed God is. Think about how much knowledge he has. And not only that, think about how much concern the Lord has. Jesus is trying to show us, look how much concern he has. And some of you are thinking that God doesn't hear your prayer, that he doesn't care, that he's not listening, that he's too busy for you, that he's got all these other people in the world. Why would he answer my prayer? I'm going to tell you right now, he's so concerned about every detail in our lives. Can somebody say amen? He's so concerned about uh, what's going on in your life and your family and your kids and, and everything around you. I mean, every little detail, even the hairs on your head. Think about that. That's amazing, isn't it? Amen. We think, God, aren't you so amazed with my hairstyle? Aren't you so, isn't it so great? And God's like, no, I'm just concerned about today you had this many fall out and uh, you're, you're at that age, it's not replacing them. So uh, you may have to work some road gain out there or something, but you know, I'm still concerned. Amen. And I love that about the Lord. And today I think you just, I wanna, want you to walk away with this knowledge that God is so concerned, not, not in a prideful way. Not in a way that you feel so much better than other people. Come on. Not in a way that you are so arrogant that I don't, you know, God just, he loves me. I'm the best. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking to come away with such a deep appreciation and love for God because he loves us so much. Because he cares for us so much. Because some of you are praying and you're praying and you feel like God's not going to listen. He's too busy. This is too big for him. This is too small for him. But I want you to know today you're more than a sparrow. You're more than a sparrow. How many believe that? Amen. Lift your hand to heaven and say, I'm more than a sparrow. Amen. Amen. And so I love that about the Lord. So we see God's love in provision. We see it, God's love for his creation, which we are. Amen. And we see that, that intricate love, that detailed love, amen, for his creation. And how much the Lord loves us because Jesus told us we're more valuable than sparrows. Amen. And you know, that means that God pays even greater attention to us, you and me. Amen. Down to the last detail on how much God sees it and cares it. And this is what Jesus is trying to say. You've got to know this. Everybody usually jumps to 
You know, Matthew chapter seven, verse one, amen, judge not lest ye be judged, right? Or they go to the end of Matthew seven, it's like, we're gonna judge the false prophets and, and no, no, but Jesus wants us to go through the entire sermon and realize what the Lord is saying to us is that I love you with an everlasting love. I'm your father, I'm gonna take care of you. You don't need worldly things. You don't need material things to be happy. You need me, amen. You, you need, don't need an encounter uh, with, with all these things of the world to make you happy. You just need an encounter with me. Amen. How many believe that? Amen. And so he's saying this. And then God's provision for us is so great. Think about it. God's provision for us is amazing. Um, some, some of us are, are complaining because we don't have this and this and this, but we need to thank the Lord today for his provision. How many have ever thanked the Lord for his provision of healing and salvation and forgiveness? How many have ever said, Lord, you provided that for me. That's a gift to me. Some people act like they deserved it. Some people act like that God should have done that for them because they were such a good person and God owes them so much. But I'm here to tell you today, amen, that I owe my life to him because without him loving me, forgiving me, healing me, delivering me, I'd be wretched. I'd be lost on my way to, to a, a eternal grave without him, amen. And so under this new covenant, the Lord provides so much for us, and we need to be thankful for that. Amen. Forgiveness and healing and provision and God taking care of every detail of our lives. Amen. And that's why the Bible says that we need to seek first the kingdom of God, and then God will take care of you. When you seek him, God begins to take care of you. Amen. And some of you have prayer needs today that that are really, uh, really great. They're they're beyond you, what you can do. And they're beyond what others can do for you. They're beyond what, what any kind of earthly uh, uh, object or thing can do for you. Your prayers are about, Lord, I need to be free. Lord, I need an answer. Lord, I need direction today. I, I need a way out. I need, I mean, I need delivered today. And how many know the Lord hears those prayers? The Lord is concerned about everything in our lives. He, every little detail, I love that about the Lord. Amen. And, and I'm so confident today that really our, our needs are in his hands and he's well able to meet our needs. That's what Jesus said. But let me just look at, and, and, and as we move on, some seeds of truth, what I call seeds of truth from Matthew chapter 6. Amen. He says, really focuses on three things or brings out three things. In other words, we need number one, we need to seek. We need to look for God. We need to go after the Lord more than food and clothes. We need to really look at God, not just for things that we want, but things we need. And he's saying, look, you, you've got to have this idea and understanding that when you approach the Lord, that your life is more than food and clothes. Some of us, everything is about what we wear, our style. I mean, especially for young people, they're just caught up in that. That's their identity. I mean, and if you have the right look and the right, you know, clothes and you're wealthy enough and rich enough and you make yourself look good enough, amen, that somehow there's some kind of fulfillment in that. But Jesus said that life is more than food and clothes. Amen. I don't know about you, but after uh, we found out as a, a couple, uh, my wife and I, after 26 years, she realized, I get, I get hangry. Like, I don't know about you. You ever realize that? Like, I get upset at lunchtime. Like, if it's not, we're not working this out. You know what I mean? Like, supper, what time is it? Okay, dinner. Like, it's what? That's too late. Like, I can't handle that. We're not doing that. Okay? Because I've, like, had my post-snack after lunch. Now I need my pre 
dinner snack and I've already done that and now you're telling me, you know, how many are like that, right? And you just, I mean, and, and, if, you, and if you'd been around me, it's just like, you know, that's the way it is. Okay, well, what are we done? We're not working another hour. We're taking lunch because it's lunchtime right now. Amen, right? And we're so concerned about that and caught up with that and I think we should be. But the Bible says that life is more than that. Amen. And the one thing really that makes Christians such a powerful witness is their priorities are in order. Their priorities in their life are really in order. And when I see a Christian that really is in love with the Lord and, and walking with the Lord, man, I notice something about that person. I notice that their family is, is, is that a priority in their life. Work is important to them. Uh, not spending money on foolish things. You know, I just see priority in their life. And how many know when we seek the Lord, it brings priority in our life? Amen. And, and that's what Jesus is, is really setting us up for, is I want you to come to the place that God is number one. That's priority. Your needs are number two, but the kingdom of God is number one. And that's what Jesus is setting us up here. He's saying, look, you need to come to a place where your needs are second. And we say, Lord, you don't understand. My needs are huge. They're important. They're, I mean, if I don't do this and this and this, right? But how many know he said, no, my kingdom is important, more important than your needs. Amen. And so I believe that if we say to the Lord, so many of us say to the Lord, give me, give me, and here... Jesus is teaching us that God wants us to say, seek me, seek me. That's what God's saying. Amen? So how many know God takes you from a give me, give me to a seek me, seek me? Amen. And so I'm not just asking, Lord, give me, give me. Now I'm just seeking the Lord. Now I'm just, at, just you know, walking with the Lord because I know he's going to take care of me. Amen. And someone said that it's uh, really that we shouldn't be whining about things to the Lord. Now, David complained to the Lord, but if you make it a habit of whining about things to the Lord, uh, Jesus is saying, don't whine about it, but seek God about it. That's what Paul said. Instead of just whining all the time and being anxious, pray about it. Amen. Go to the Lord about it. Amen. Someone said that when you whine and complain, you let the devil know your location and that you're available. <laughs> I mean, no. So complaining is not a good thing. Whining is not a good thing. Amen. And, and how many have children and you tell them like, look, look, you want any wine, you know, with cheese with that wine? I mean, what, what, what do you want? Because we don't do whining here. So, right? So, how many believe that? That when we do that, when we whine and complain about things, that's why the Bible says that we need to be thankful. Because when not thankful, you're just griping and complaining all the time. And then what you do is you simply turn on your, or your, your uh, location and you let the devil know, here I am. You can fill me with depression and anxiety and unthankfulness and ungratitude. Come on. Amen. But how many know when we are thankful and we seek the Lord, amen, that it turns that location off. Amen. And so we need to focus. That's the second thing Jesus says is that our focus is about the Lord. See, it's not just that I have Jesus in my life. He has me. <laughs> How many believe that? It's not just God in my life, but I, he, he's got me. Amen. And I believe that, that God wants us, our desires and our, our wants, that, that they're not higher than what God wants for my life. Amen. That what I want and what I desire aren't better or, or greater or lifted up. Amen, that what God wants. Because if we're not careful, we can create a welfare mentality in our walk with the Lord. We can just get to the place where we're just using him. We're entitled to his blessings. We're better than other people. Or we're just simply begging all the time. How many know God has never called us to be beggars? Amen. Come on. We don't have to beg from the Lord. He said, if you ask, you shall receive. In fact, he said, before you even make the request, I already know about it. Amen. How many know God just wants us to ask so that we have faith in our heart that God, when he supplies the needs, we're going to trust him more. And quickly, there's four people that follow Jesus. There's people that follow Jesus because they wanted a free lunch. 
Did you know that? There's people that heard that Jesus fed the 5,000 and then on the next meeting, all these people showed up with a, a, a napkin and a knife and a fork, right? And Jesus like, right? So, but how many know he loved them and he fed them anyways? But there was those that followed Jesus because of the miracles. They wanted a sign, they wanted a show, they wanted a just demonstration. They were like bringing their friends, watch this, watch this. Yeah, yeah, see that? And there's people that just followed Jesus just for miracles. They wanted to see the show. And, and, and that's what Jesus said. He said, you followed me just for the signs. And then there's follow, people who followed Jesus because he was popular. It was a thing to do. Everybody in your town was there. It was a fad. It was the new trend. Everybody was doing it. If you could get somehow get, take a selfie and get Jesus in the background and post it, somehow, man, that was the deal, right? And it just became popular. But how many know the same people that were cheering for him in the streets, amen, when he came into Jerusalem were then cheering at the gates, amen, at Pilate's judgment hall saying, crucify him. Same people that cheered him on one day, cried out and said, crucify him the next. How many know you can't go by popularity? Amen. But then there's those that followed Jesus because they loved him. And they just really wanted to follow Jesus and believed in him. And how many of those are the people that Jesus did miracles for? He fed them and, amen, he, he took care of them. Amen. And so I don't know about you, but I want my focus to be that I'm following Jesus because I love him because I'm more than a sparrow then that what God does in my life is more than what I can get out of this world amen amen and then finally that we trust the Lord that we trust and obey these are the things that Jesus is trying to lead us to in this passage of scripture that you come to a place where you absolutely trust the Lord that you trust the Lord above the dollar. That you trust the Lord above, amen, what you can do for yourself, how much you can provide, what other people can provide, what the government can give for free, whatever. Uh, you know, God wants us to come to a place where we trust him more. How many believe that? We trust him more. That the, the most valuable things Jesus is teaching us, that they are not the things that we can possess on this world, but the things that God gives us in his kingdom, amen. Then that our needs are, are God's opportunities to reveal his goodness in our lives. So our needs are really God's opportunities. And so the more we give our needs to the Lord, the more we can see God move in our life is what Jesus is teaching us. Amen. Do you know the opposite of trust simply is anxiety and fear. That's all it is. It's anxiety and fear, isn't it? When we don't trust the Lord, then we, we start getting anxious and afraid. And Jesus was teaching about this right here. But anxiety, he talked about, look, you're so anxious, but you can't add an inch to your height. <laughs> You can't add a day to your life. That's from God. Amen? God does. There's just some things you can't do. And so he's saying, don't get anxious about it. So don't even worry about it. Don't even, just, just believe God that he's going to take care of you. But then I just want to finish with this and that this element of fear because it hinders our trusting the Lord. It really does. And, you know, as the Bible teaches us that your faith can move mountains, but your fear can create them. Amen. How many of you know fear creates mountains? But faith moves mountains. Jesus said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard, you say, say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast in the sea. So fear can create mountains, but faith removes them. Amen. See, the devil rewards fear like God rewards faith. So we could say this, that fear is the devil's faith. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be afraid. And, and, I, and one of the things that I just come to the place is that I've got to take the words of Jesus, do not be afraid. Don't be anxious for tomorrow. Don't be afraid of what's going to happen in this world, in this culture all around you. Look to the Lord. Seek God first. Put your needs second, and God will supply every single need in your life because you're more than a sparrow. Amen? How many believe that? Amen. You're more than a sparrow. Amen.
This morning, let's stand on our feet today and just thank God for his provision, amen, and what he's doing in our lives. But, amen, part of our encounter with the Lord is that we realize that God's love is for everyday living, isn't it? Amen. God's love in our lives is for everyday living, isn't it? Matthew chapter 6, verse 26, he said, look at the birds. They don't worry about what to eat. They don't need to sow or reap or store up food for your heavenly father feeds them. And you're more valuable to him than they are. Reminds me of that old hymn that says, his eye is on the sparrow and I know he's watching me. I mean, I believe that. Amen. And I believe also that this encounter with the Lord really reveals this the, the attribute of God that he is a good father, that he is a loving father. He is a provider. How I many you know that's what God shows us to do as dads? Come on, to be a good provider. How I many you know that's, that's a quality, a good, healthy quality of a dad? Amen? He's a, he's a provider. Is that right? Come on, the Bible says if he's a bum, amen, he's... Hey, you got trouble, amen. But, but the Bible says that a good father is a provider. And this is what Jesus ultimately is pointing to this picture. Your heavenly father is a good father, amen. He, he's a father like you've never known before. He's a father that you can absolutely trust. There's some of us in this room, you can't trust your dad. Your trust was broken when you were young. You couldn't trust another human being. But you can trust your heavenly father. Jesus is saying that you can trust God Almighty because he's trustworthy. How many believe that? He's a good provider. He's faithful. He's always on time. Amen. He's always there. And, 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 and just like he's saying, just like the birds, the insignificant little birds, the flowers that we take for granted, we walk by every day, and the grass that we mow and wish it wouldn't go too high in the summer, he said, if God is so concerned about that, how much more is he concerned about you? And I'm so glad that God expressed his love to me through the cross at Calvary, amen. I'm so thankful that the ultimate expression of God's love was not just in the trees and the air that I breathe and the water that I drink and, and the food, the provision, but the ultimate expression of God's love was in the cross of Jesus Christ. And how many can say it was good when I found the Lord, I realized he was such a good father, I could trust him, I could, I could put my faith in him, but I also found out that he was such a good father because he loved me so much that he sent his son to the earth to die for my sin. He died in my place. He took the beating and the crowns of thorn and, and all the, all the uh, sacrifice for sin. He laid it upon him, the Bible says, for me. Amen? How many are thankful for that this morning? Amen. Some of us are so excited because the devils are afraid of us and we got power over Satan. But Jesus said, don't get excited about that. Get excited that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Worth, you know, this morning when we worship the Lord and we come to church, it's not about just feeling good about yourself or getting energized for the week or just kind of like you had a bad week, so now you need to have a good day. No, you know what it's about? It's about showing God how much we love him for what he's done for us. Lord, all that you've done for me, all that you provided for me, all that you will do, I put my trust in you and this is how much I love you. This is how much I appreciate you. This morning I lift my hands and I, amen, I shout a little bit and clap my hands and sing and get, amen, and honor you and worship because of what you've done for me. How many believe this morning you're more than a sparrow? How many believe that your life is so valuable to God? So I, I want to encourage you and challenge you today in this, that when you leave this place, I want you to look at other people that they're more than a sparrow. They're more than 
this, uh, they're just another neighbor. They're just another person. They're just, uh, just another you know, human being walking the earth, taking up my space. I mean, we need to have, amen, that value that Jesus has for us, for other people, and say they're more than a, a sparrow. They're more than just a human being taking up space. God loves them. He has a call for them. Amen. He's worth something. He's worth dying for. Amen. Can we say amen to that? Amen. That we'll, come on, that we'll look at others and we'll say. And we'll look at other people and we'll just say, you know, I, I don't know, it's kind of like that old saying, you know, uh, you know, Jesus help us. I mean, you look at some people and say, oh God, help us, you know, amen. And sometimes we look at a bunch of people and we look at the problems that all these people have and, and all our nation has and our city has and it overwhelms us, doesn't it? But I want us to be like Jesus today and I want us to look at one person. I want us to value one person. Come on, somebody. Amen. And how many know each one can reach one? Each one can reach one. And so just like Jesus is preaching this message, and he's talking about all these birds and flowers, and he brings it right down to one person. He focuses it on one person, doesn't he? That one-on-one relationship with God. And he says, this is what it's about, isn't it? Amen. How many can lift your hand to heaven and say, I thank God for what he's done in my life. I thank God and that I'm more than a sparrow. I thank God for the provision. Some of you have a great need. I want you to lift your hand up. Amen. You have a great need in your life, a great need in your life. Amen. Some of us have a very small need. just a tiny need, amen? But some of us have great needs in our lives. Every single one of these needs, God sees it right now. Every single one of these needs, God wants to provide. Everything you need is in Jesus Christ, everything. I can't do it for you. Medicine can't do it, amen? Psychology, doctors, the government, amen? Only Jesus, only Jesus. Some of it is a satisfaction. Some of it is a love that you've never felt from another human being. Some of it is an emptiness that needs to be filled. Amen. Just say, Lord, this is my need today. This is my need today, Lord. Amen. I need you today. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm more than a sparrow. So if you're concerned about how many sparrows uh, have been born and died and and how many, if you're concerned about all that, I know you're going to be concerned about this need today. And you're going to meet my need. And I trust you. I fully trust you with my life and my need today. In Jesus' name, come on, in Jesus' name, and everybody said amen and amen. God bless you.